All right, welcome to the Monday Night Men's Forum. I am Matt of Farm Hop Life. Tonight we have John, Amber Oaks Ranch, Grant, Homestead of Pain, and Christopher of SecureCoop.com. How's it going, guys? All right. Your bed's right. not made, Matt. Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have a background. Yeah, I'm going to make a fancy background. All right. Um, let's, let's do some personal events real quick. Oh, and Jeremy's jumped in. Uh, John, go ahead. Um, let me think. Uh, well, um, our, our partner farm, their, their uh, cow was giving birth and um, things didn't go well. And the cow and the calf died. So that was a pretty traumatic event. Um, if you read our newsletter, there's a nice little tribute written up to Elsie, the uh, miniature jersey. And uh, uh, unfortunately, it's it's going to put an impact on our customers as our, our milk herd share is, uh, is going to be a little bit jeopardized until they can find some replacement cows. But those things happen on the farm, right? So right. Just, I yeah. think it's important that people people are aware of uh, the circle of life and death and that uh, things go poorly for the farmer. And most folks don't ever hear about those things and take them into consideration. So, yeah. So the milk, so you were, you were partnering, partnering up with this other ranch to yeah, provide yes. milk to your cu uh, customers as well. Yeah. So we're their outlet for um, raw milk. Okay. That and, makes sense. And for, they supplement our egg uh, operation. Oh, okay. I see. I see. Yeah. Yeah. So we have laying hens, but um, not enough to service our customers. And no. they're uh, a sour, sustainable farms. If anybody's interested, uh, they're about uh, about 15 minutes from us. And they have uh, a coon pigs, uh, uh, miniature jerseys and, you know, laying hens and ducks. And so they provide us uh, duck eggs, chicken eggs and raw milk. Okay. Nice. That's kind of nice that you guys can partner together and provide more yeah. options and just yeah, more Yeah, we have a lot of people too. asking for, you know, raw milk. Uh, you know, you can only buy raw milk on the farm in Texas. Uh, so you have to buy it direct from the farm. Uh, and so uh, you can deliver it to farmers markets and such as that. But but the purchase has to be made um, either at the farm or, or prearranged. And uh, and so it's hard for customers to find dairies, right? And so these folks had excess milk and we thought, well, we can help them get rid of that and provide a service to our customers. Nice. Uh, everything switched around, I think. Uh, Grant. Um, I think my only personal thing of note would be is I've been swiping ducks from parks. <laughs> yeah. Like I forgot like, about that. So how to like like duck napping? I mean, I mean, in my this is how I view it. Um, these ducks are oh, domestic. Gonna, just, gonna justify it now. <laughs> these ducks oh, are I, domesticated. I, I Do it. Oh my! Hey, I, one walked up to me and I just grabbed him, picked him up. They don't make a noise. <laughs> I just picked him up, and I'm like, these ducks will live one, two, three years. You know, thrown out there at a park. Um, most well, of the time, at the park too. So most of the time, they lower the water quality. It's too much pressure on yeah. the water, you know, and then uh, they're gonna die. They're supposed to live eight to twelve years. My girlfriend likes ducks, so I, I became, I'm now leading a campaign at three parks to take twenty three ducks. A campaign. Uh, that's I what I'm calling it. <laughs> that's what that's what I am calling it. 
Um, oh, there's man. like 14, there's 14 Peckins, one huge, huge Muscovy Drake, um, and then two black, three black and white ones, and then a brown one. Nice. That is really funny. There. I feel like there's like some really like a good like campaign name there somewhere, and I just can't can't pinpoint it quite. Nabadoc. Yet, <laughs> I, me... I haven't I haven't full swing gone out in the daylight with a net yet. I've been scouting it out. Oh, you've been doing in it under the cover of dark. But see, the thing is, it doesn't work at night because they can't exactly see the food and they get, you know, scared pretty easily. Mm. So if you try to you sneak up from behind them like I do in my chickens, but I have to chase every night. <laughs> yeah, but they get in the water real fast. <laughs> so what I'm probably going to do is start hitting them up in the morning at like seven o'clock in the morning. And then just catching three of them in a net at a time, putting them in a pet carrier and then get leaving. I, do I need these ducks? No, I don't need ducks. <laughs> Um, you're doing a service to the community. It's something else to feed. I figured if, you know, eight yeah. of them are Drake, you know, I don't need these ducks. <laughs> it's just something else I have to have to feed. But like, well, I mean, you can, you can, you can keep, keep to their average lifespan and just process them and eat them. Yeah. I was, I was going to probably do that with the Drakes. Um, it's always good to have something that can lay an egg. And you have a cat too, if you want. Yeah, look, I'll you give me your two cats, I'll give you five pigs. Can I help you? That's that sounds like a great deal. Yeah. 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 No, I'll take no, no. You eat the it, Jeremy. You pigs, gonna eat that cat? These pigs are Juliana Coon Coon. My Mises. wife would kill me. I like the cats. I really do like the these cats. pigs. Are they've honestly probably been the worst mistake I've made? I was paid pigs? in these pigs. I remember. Um, I remember that. Um, and it's a. Uh, it's honestly been a pain. It's been fun. It's been a good experience. Um, they're, pain. they're making me mm -hmm. compost. They've turned like three round bales of hay into good, you know, you know, compostable material. So in their little, mistake? Their pen. Uh, they're getting big. Well, accidentally got big, bread. It means it's time to eat them. Accidentally got bread. So then I've got why? Why would you more. do that to your pigs? Why did you breed your own pigs? That's gross. <laughs> I, I I didn't do it personally. Um, I okay, left that okay, up to okay. their brother, which again, I didn't. I, I intended fully to flip these animals and just you know get them around and sell them. Nobody well, you tried really to get. You tried to give them to me. Uh, I had then I have tried to give them to you. So I started. I, I started with that. seven pigs. Two of them I want because they're awesome. Out. It's a heritage breed. I want to mix those with Berkshires when I when I end up doing pork. Um, and so then I ended up having these. I traded two 20-pound pigs for two 180-pound pigs, and then I was left with four, um, and then those four turned into eight, and then I got rid of two the two males. Okay, so, so here's what you do. You take the ducks, but replace them with pigs. <laughs> and so, like, you're just, I don't know. You're just putting <laughs> I don't know pigs that. in the water and just letting them go. I don't know if the park will the park will appreciate me throwing pigs. It's not in not there. They, they, you're you doing think they appreciate you taking? Well, you know what you know what ducks. I could do is I could take the ducks, throw them in with the pigs, and then just feed them all together, and then the pigs could eat the duck poop and all that. They will. Sure. Yeah, they will. Yeah. They'll basically process it a second time. So yeah, the, hopefully I'm holding out to hopefully we get this property, and then I can put those pigs to work. In transforming the land, it's gonna—it's no so much work. 
You know but that someone's always selling or getting rid of pigs. So like you could get rid of the pigs and just bring in new pigs when the property does happen instead of like someday, someday, someday. Well, it will be before we will know before December. All right. How how big are these pigs? Like are are they like I don't know a whole lot about pigs. Four I mean, of them are, like, are eight beetle, weeks old. Like, so a time. So like but like, the, yeah. like sell the pig to be processed or process it and sell uh, the sell the they're, meat. They're too much. If they're if they're Julian Cooney's crosses, okay. they're like yeah, not even full size. They're like hamsters. Yeah, they're like hamsters. <laughs> no, <laughs> these, they're, yeah, they're I honestly. Much, I don't know enough about pigs. There may be 120 pounds. On like you know, but their their condition has also gone down through you know. They sell like, them as fat dogs. They're like they're like two weeks <laughs> past when I need to uh, wean them. So I'm gonna weaning them tomorrow, uh, then I'm gonna, you know, feed them, feed them back up, so, and then probably so, end up processing them out at home. As just experimental, just like learning ro how roast them whole. That's probably the best, uh, wisest thing to do. I'd have to get the hair off of them. Yeah, scald and scrape okay. them. Well, you know what? Then I'll probably do that. Because yeah, you can much sell more them manageable. roasters. All right. I don't know anybody where, who'd want to do that. Where do you live? Uh, Bartow County, Georgia. Look, man, okay. you, you kill you kill one and roast it. I'll come over there and help you eat it. Yeah. Why don't you come help me scrape it and then we can eat I'll it? I'll do that too. I'll do, I'll do that too. We can make a TikTok. No, we can't. I mean, they won't. Go we can, through, they won't we can do, do it. We can do a TikTok of before Big old like, blur. The, yeah, the pig. Tell them how we're going to scrape it. We're going to dunk this guy in boiling water and then uh, scrape him. No, nah, you know how many followers I'd lose, lose if I did that? Yeah. Wow. I got a lot. Of, I got a lot of. Hey, look, dude, I've lost like 500 followers in the last 30 days. Like, okay. Look, how much money have you got? Not a, like 40 bucks. That's better than nothing. I'm not complaining. Why are you it's losing? Just, I, I saw you were shy. That's what I'm I've trying been, to figure out. I've been reposting all your stuff. So uh, I don't, I don't know what that that's why. That's why. <laughs> your fault. I mean, I literally I really just have no started. Idea. <laughs> so technically, technically, I looked it up earlier. This is Jeremy's uh, personal event. Lost 500 followers. No, nah, it's really not that big of a deal. I mean, you got a quarter million. What's 500? But um, <laughs> it's still like it's it's still like I'm like. But why? Why am I like I don't I I want to I'm a people pleaser. Like I want to gain that following, not you know lose it. And uh, no, but I looked it up earlier and it's looked at the analytics and I'm technically not shadow banned, but I don't know like. Just, TikTok's not pushing my content, so. Yeah, maybe, maybe the, the coolest thing a TikToker lives. can do is complain about the their, them losing followers. That's like the coolest thing they could do. Are you being sarcastic? Yeah. No. <laughs> I might do it then. <laughs> just, just because. No personal event. Uh, we got our our uh, cow. That was awesome. Right. Like you got a cow. Half, you cut it. Half a cow. Half. Meat. Okay. You got a half a cow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we split it with a friend and uh i've got a an upright 18 cubic 20 cubic something like that foot freezer nice. and it is stocked full of beef and pork and do you mind me asking field. how much did it cost to get that half cow 14 1400 that's okay. like steel that's $7. It's a steal. i sell mine for about 2200 for a half or a whole for a half yeah. so sold two halves is that week. including uh, the butchering prices cost? yeah, yeah. Yeah, tur thing. turnkey delivered to your freezer. Yeah, we bought a whole now, like, cow. Now I had to go like we had to we had to source it from the farmer. 
Mm-hmm. And then he uses a processor. And so yep. we, like, we had to like, we had to do a lot of like the running around. Now, obviously we didn't transport the, the cow to, to this, to the processing facility, but it'd be a mess uh, if you only had a transport half. <laughs> Jeez, man, can't take you nowhere. Um, right. but you had, but, to uh, I had to go pick it up. Yeah. Like it didn't show. I mean, it was, yeah. And it was like three trips to go out there to pay a deposit to go out there and and meet people. We could have done it in two trips technically, but um, oh, I do. Like I wanted. I do everything online. Uh, you don't have to leave your home. Yeah, and um, now, now these guys could probably for Jeremy. That's worth twenty two hundred dollars. No, and I, if he got fourteen hundred bucks, I would have driven too. <laughs> out of No, but here's the thing: like I wanted to see the facility. Like I wanted to see the cows. Like I wanted. No, to that's a good idea. And, um. And uh, it was pretty cool. Like, if we got to, if you saw my Instagram post, the, the two cows that were the second picture, it was one of those two cows. We don't know which one. I mean, it's, it's, so there's that. And then uh, that's, that was pretty cool. And then we got a chicken live stream up and running this week. So I did comment to saying that it was working. I don't know if you saw that. I did, and I think I liked it. But so, I just so how, how is the, uh, how's the reception? Uh, it's, you know, it's interesting. Like, Yesterday and today, there was like two to five viewers all day long, like on and off. Just like like people come in and out through a live, like they just you start you know mindlessly scrolling on TikTok. But uh, Saturday there was like forty four hundred followers total or watchers total <laughs> um, during the day. It, during the day on Saturday, Saturday morning really. But like at one point, the most people that were in there was a hundred and one people in there watching it um watching hmm. my rooster you know do his business make his rounds in the morning but uh <laughs> but i mean it's like but like saturday morning it was a consistent 20 or 30 up to 100 you know for nice. a while there and um which was kind of cool though because tiktok was actually pushing my stuff on saturday which blows my mind because like up until saturday my stuff was just dead i mean i say dead i mean i'm getting you know two to six thousand views on a video whereas used to it was like 10 to two hundred thousand views on a video uh now it's you know a thousand to six five or six thousand but but then like saturday uh was like fifty thousand and then like after saturday it's just been dead but like it I ended up making like 27 28 off of video views just on saturday so like it's pretty cool like you can if you have videos that get good views, yeah, you can actually make a decent. It basically it comes down to about a dollar to a dollar fifty per thousand views. Hmm. Um, I'm just going to set up a live stream of me working out in the yard. But see, like I'm not no, making anything yeah, off the like, live stream right now, though. Oh, uh, that's off of that's off the creator fund. The the maybe 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 I'll get twenty eight million followers in a single day off of a live stream so anyways right. moving on uh christopher take your shirt yeah. off and maybe you will who knows like thorn what's the guy that chops with thorn or something like that just sit out there just chop with who wants to see bad tattoos <laughs> <laughs> not me actually maybe maybe we can make fun of you yeah yep. um uh, personal event mike we got a hurricane bearing down in our direction and uh, oh yeah yeah and uh it'll it's if the path continues like it does, they always shift around. But if it continues like it does, it'll pass 75 feet 
uh, not feet, 75 miles, 75 miles. To, uh, <laughs> Damn, that's it's gonna, it's gonna pass about 75 feet from my house, 75 miles away. Uh, and as a category one or two, which means we might see 50 mile an hour sustained winds and 70, 80, maybe even 100 uh, gusts. Uh, so you know, it could take down some power and and to take down some limbs. Um, big thing about tornadoes is, or about hurricanes is the tornadoes for us. We don't, we're not close enough to the beach. We're not worried about flooding or the direct wind. It's just like the, the tornadoes that they always spin up. So we got to keep our eyes on that. But uh, the other thing I saw, I went out, it's like, okay, we're about to have a hurricane. Let's go down in the checklist, uh, turn on the generator and make sure it works. And the big main RV has a, a built-in generator and it would not fire up. And so if we cannot get that working and we lose power, we'll have no air conditioner. We'll have fans. You know, I have other, I have other, I have another generator. I've got plenty of inverters. So we've got options. Uh, it's just, we wouldn't have enough power to run the air conditioner. So but yeah, crap. Got some of that. Uh, I, I was revisiting in my mind the, uh, the, the the live stream that we we you and I we all did Matt with with your generator so like, oh yeah Matt, yeah what a Matt oh, yeah that one yeah so I went, got popped down to the parts store picked up a can of that spray starter yeah and, uh, just before the, the sh- tonight's show I went sp- squirted into the um you know into the inlet there and it did fire up on that but it won't sustain so it tells mm. me I've got some kind of fuel blockage yeah I used the whole can on that video. Yeah? Like Man. I just kept, just kept going. <laughs> so we got some kind of like, maybe I'll, I'll check the fuel filter. Uh, I'll, I'll pull the line off to make sure I've got pressure. Um, I don't know what else it could be. It, it, it's been sitting in there with ethanol gas and I was kind of concerned about the carburetor, but that's fine. Hmm. So I don't know. How do you know it's fine? Cause it fired up. No, <laughs> you're putting, you're putting fuel into through the airstream. Your, your uh, jets. Oh, that's part. a good point. Yeah. 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 So it still could be the. Gym. Can you elaborate? What is that for people that are stupid like me? What What does that mean? <laughs> well, you you have a if if it's a typical you know gasoline unit, I'm assuming it's not propane. Yes, gas. Yeah. So so you got a float bowl, and that float bowl gets varnished over with contaminants and stuff, right? And then there's the little valves, little needle valves, and then you've got your venturi ports that uh, get clogged up with crud, and so it could be your fuel pump. It could be your, you know, fuel itself, but if you've let ethanol fuel sit in there for too long, it's probably your carburetor. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and what he was, he, John was mm-hmm. saying about, because I was spraying it, is doing the job of the Venturi and doing the job of the carburetor by spraying it in there. It didn't even occur to me, but yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. so it could be the, the carburetor. Drop, drop the float bowl and, uh, and see if it's, you know, garn- right. garnished and whatnot and and then there's a little needle valve in there. That's usually the first thing that gets gummed up. Okay. I got to find it. I couldn't even see it. So, I, I, you know, I don't know. I'll pick up. Let's part. fix a generator part two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I don't really have a personal event. I'm out of time for work. Well, I have another one. All right, go ahead. You can yeah. steal my spot. Yeah. I, I'm a grandfather again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So my, my son and his wife uh, had a baby girl, their third. Well, the third child, the former two were our boys. So first girl. Nice. Yeah. Uh, How old is your son? 
27? All right. Yeah. Born in nice. 90, 96, so I don't know what that makes him. Okay, yep. So yeah, uh, so his his first two are boys, you said? Yeah. All right. Perfect segue. Thanks. Uh, so the, the nice topic, boys to men. I, I, I waited for that, by the way. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for the alley-oop. Uh, I, I don't know if I've actually ever heard a song by boys to men, but uh, what at the at the end of not not what we're talking about, Jeremy. Calm down. At the end of last episode, <laughs> we talked about like John had touched on, um, you know, little boys. Out- <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was trying to steer out of it and I couldn't. Terrible, terrible phrasing there. Yeah. Touched yeah. on. Come on. Uh, like how, how do we how do we raise the next generation of yeah, men? Grant just finally got that. And. And before we even started tonight, John again brought up, he's like, I feel bad for you guys trying to raise children like currently. And so, John, John why, don't you, why don't you elaborate a little bit more on that? Well, it, it was really like, how do you prepare your boys or, or girls, for that matter, professionally, right, for, for, for a future profession? How, how do you steer and guide uh, their development, their interests, um, their education? for a a a, a well-functioning job income etc in a future that changes hourly basically mm-hmm. right and, and so for for like for my parents you know things were a lot different it was pretty you know uh, it, it wasn't it wasn't um exponential the uh, the change right it was it was a c- continual growth but now with technology automation all of this other stuff uh we don't know what tomorrow is even going to look like so well i'm glad you asked did anybody watch the video i sent yeah i did that kid all right let's let's pull it up oh let's pull it up and share yeah yeah uh not cole summers uh we we can we we can talk about him in a minute but um share screen yeah the guy that the, the kid that works on cars i've seen his stuff on on tiktok yeah he actually got banned uh yeah him I've seen him. What? What? This kid. Can this you guys see this? Banned? Yeah, I did yeah, see it. Can you hear it? No, 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 no. No, you can't hear it. No, yes. I can't hear. Oh God damn it! We Why can does read. It do this every time. Every time it. it does this. Yeah, it's got words. It, it does have words. Uh, all right, we'll we'll we'll, we'll write it. They can read the subtitles. All right, so. But so you're saying this kid got banned? Yeah. He's working on a ranchero? Yep. He's yep, working you, working on a ranchero ranchero. How do you get I bet he can fix like... your carburetor, Crystal? <laughs> <laughs> how did he get banned? I don't know. So he's he's he said for for those that are just listening, his dad said he could have any car in the junkyard. Um if he could fix it. So he picked this ranch arrow and uh, he put a battery in it and jumped it and he's getting it to run. He's so, fixing the hot wire. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he said. Yeah. yeah. That's what he said that he had to do. So he's got it running. And then in like the next video, he like, it like had like four flat tires or something like that. So he had to fix all that. Um, so can I, can I be like the, the bad guy here? Fine. Yeah. Let's go. There's a part of it. 
this is pure speculation. It's not founded on any basis. But I see videos like that. And I, I view everything online with skepticism. With, with yeah, okay. I know where you're skepticism. going. I was thinking the same thing. And I've seen so many parents that will make use of their kids. Yeah. So yeah. that kid might be phenomenally phenomenal at, at working on cars. He might be very mechanically inclined. It, that story may be completely true. But then there's also the side of this that says, well, what if his dad's like, well, hey, do this and say this, and I'll record it, and we'll get a bunch of millions okay. and millions of let, 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 Let's table that. That's not even what we're talking about today. But I know, I know, I know. But I was thinking the same but, thing. But, but I view let's, everything. Let's go white pill. Let's go white pill. But I'll right? say, hold on. Hold on how, hold how do you make quick. your kids like that kid? Like, I'm going to go fix that car. Like, it's not running until, like, well, oh, I mean, no battery if in you're, it. Well, what Jeremy's saying is you would tell them to go fix that car and how to fix it, tell them what to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're, 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 we're getting away from that. I don't think you guys understand the, the yeah, okay, so there's the attitude, right, that you can go out and fix anything. But do you really, I mean, like, are you going to prepare your child to be an auto mechanic? And what does an auto mechanic look like in five years? Is, is this like a, a, an electric vehicle, self-driving vehicle auto mechanic, right? Or is this a carburetor, you know, I've got bad fuel in my gas auto mechanic? That, that's the point I'm trying to make is what are vehicles going to be like okay so okay so let's let's build off of that john so you can't just give them a bunk of lumber and like tell me build a house you got to start small you got to start with individual skills like hey i figured out that if i blah 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 i can do this oh and using that skill i can build another skill and another skill and another skill so you just give them like a ladder of skills you got to start at the first step but but at some point they become 17 18 years old right okay. and their next and their next step is to actually start supporting themselves yep right and, and so how do you like let's say there's there's um there's opportunity still you still have a little bit of time to d direct and mold and counsel and 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 guide them you know let's say Maybe. You want them, let, let, let's say that they're um, intellectually inclined enough to go to college, right? Where would you tell your kid to go study today? You know? Don't. What, what, what's the future going to hold such that that job will be in demand? Well, what I would say kind of on that more to a homesteading perspective is, you know, as things continuously get more and more technological. I mean, I saw something, something today specifically on the use of extremely industrial machines that are being selectively made for this one specific job, whether that's to harvest, you know, spinach or harvest this or that in a, in a very, in a, in a way that, you know, people could be doing that job by hand, but where that leads more to people trying to get away from industrial agriculture, more so into, you know, homegrown. If they were inclined to take up after you and on the homestead in producing meat, producing vegetables and other other home, home, home goods, you can create a home away from more industrial scale. 
that would kind of be, in my opinion, where there would still be that demand. Because as things progressively get more and more, you know, computerized, all those talents that really are talents to, to a certain degree that are like carpentry and things like that, more manual, you know, jobs are going to still be required, even in my opinion, for the next 20, 30 years, just because they can't phase it all out at one time. Yes, there are new jobs in new emerging markets, but you still have that required home maintenance for plumbing, you know, trade school stuff like that. Yeah, trade school. Like that's where I am. I'm I am in a in a trade school now, a community college, um, doing horticulture science, which is kind of a basically a, a catch all for um, anything and everything you could pretty much do uh, in in what is considered the horticulture field before they send you off into a more um, specified degree program. Well, I think you got to look at each kid individually, though. I mean, like that's yes. And, and, and I, I know we're, we're talking kind of big picture, but I mean, in the, in the, you know, to think big picture, I mean, you got to look at each kid individually. So like my son, he's not, he's not athletic. Like I was athletic. My wife was not, he, he's not athletic. He'd rather sit blame in the video games, <laughs> not blaming on her at all. No, not at all. Um, I'm just joking. Those are the, I know you're, I, but, but those are the genes that, that he got. And, and he would rather, play video games, stay inside and watch TV and read a book. Like, like those are his, he doesn't want to go play out in the yard and play football and soccer. And, and, and we make him play sports, play one sport a year because we want him to be at least somewhat well-rounded, but yep. he's not going to, you know, is he going to be someone that wants to be a mechanic or a plumber or a tradesman? Maybe, I don't know, but, but, I think you kind of have to think about your kid kids individually and think, okay, what based on his personality or her personality and his likes and dislikes now, like what general direction can I steer them, give them options? Because the last thing that I want to do is force my kid to do anything that he doesn't want to do. Well, that's, there, that's not true. Sorry. That is, you have to challenge them every day. No, 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 no. no you're not hearing what I'm saying. I don't want to force him into a field. That he not, really yes, but but is there is there things That's that you would counsel thing. him against? Uh, for instance, absolutely. There's a couple of people that I know that are pursuing degrees in education. I would and, never. And I I think the education field is pretty much done, especially after you know middle school. I don't think there's going to be a need for teachers anymore. Yeah. So, so I think that's going to be all self-taught online, be much more efficient, much more effective, et cetera, et cetera. So, so what other fields out there would you counsel against? Yeah, education's a big one. I, I would, I would say this has been one for me that, because I didn't know what I was going to do after high school. I took two years, full-time caregiver to my nana, and was like, I don't want to touch the medical field. You know, even even personally, I don't want to go to the doctor anymore. It's all terrible. Um, and but I, when I, I would think kid, caregivers would be a good profession when you think no, yeah, about that, it. If, they're, if be, they're inclined in that direction, right? Yeah, because you got an aging boomer population. Yeah. Oh yes. That, that's you know, so like anyway. CNAs and nurses like that. They don't they don't get paid much because it's essentially, you know, a one year program or a 16 week program and you're a licensed CNA. 
so they don't make much. It's not a very good career choice, in my personal opinion. Um, but for me, I didn't. I used to go outside. I was outside a ton. I used. To, I didn't realize how dumb this was until later. I would go outside, almost every day, and go move rocks and count worms. And I kept a tally of how many I counted every day. Why? I have no idea. Sounds awesome. I was, yeah. yeah, I was like twelve. If there was only TikTok then, right? Yeah. And so, <laughs> so further on, I didn't I didn't really ever I kind of got into shooting sports. More so I wanna be I wanna be on the computer. I wanna be in my in my, you know, console and just kind of playing games that were really fun. Um but then I ended up going back more so back to the soul, back to the dirt. And I wouldn't have thought I would have done that in a million in a million years. My parents, for me, were kind of at a loss of what direction to push me. It was more so you can achieve anything you put your mind to, but it's like, be realistic. Do you want to do this or do you want to do that? And a lot nowadays, I see with kids my age, their parents push them into something. Oh, you'll make money doing this. You yeah, know, you'll be you'll make money being an engineer. Do you want to be an engineer? Do you want to be a civil engineer? <laughs> you know. But they don't um, know. They don't know any better. Exactly. They don't. They really don't know. And that, in my opinion, that's a, a huge fault on the parents and whatever is okay. But if you don't, guidance if, counselor. If, if you don't provide some guidance, mm -hmm. then they can go off in some direction that is ill-advised even for themselves because they don't know yeah. it. Right. They got to figure they, it out. And, they, and can't, they can't hold their hand the whole time. They, uh, right. they have to figure it out. Oh, you're right. They do. But you could provide a lot of counsel and guidance on things that are an option right? uh you like coaching if your they kid, ask yeah. yes i think i think it has you can't just be the the problem uh, again it depends on the kid some people some kids want a lot of guidance and i am very like i'm gonna figure this out on my own thank you like my, my parents had like you know 20 different ideas for what i could do for this i'm like yeah that that sounds terrible i don't want to do that and I just had to figure it out on my own. So there's something that uh, I want to come back to is the how. How do you how do you get these kids to start to think about moving in a direction? Um, and uh, uh, Jeremy, you 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 were uh, picking up on on sort of the how, and it's and John, we were picking up on sort of the how. I made it triggered my brain to think about my own life experience. Uh, by being exposed to more things as a child, even if I had no clue if that was going to be my direction. But Jeremy, by you exposing your kids to, to sports and, and this kid on TikTok building cars, maybe he'll never be a mechanic, but he's worked with his hands and he can now say, I can do that. I can also learn other things. So it's it, I like to put my kids in those experiences uh, where they can be successful at a few things. And if that's the way they want to go, it'll help them. If it's not the way they want to go, it can be tangential. So like working on a car, uh, there's procedures, there's troubleshooting can apply very well into working on a farm or working on a computer. And so just the how, as I think about it, is just to try and enrich those uh, kid, you know, those kid experiences. Like when I was 12 years old, I picked up uh, model railroading and um, was really interested in the electronics and the uh, and the 
the components and making things like that. And so then much later in life, when I thought to myself, I might do this, build this product. I lean back on that childhood experience that I had, that exposure that I had to electronics and said, you know, I, 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 knew, I knew probably 5% of what I need to, needed to know, but I had enough confidence in myself based on those experiences that I could get the rest, I could figure out the rest. Okay. You, you made a statement I want to I want to pick out a second. You, you said you picked up on uh, model railroads. Yeah. So, so, so did, did somebody in your life, like, give you a model railroad to putz with? No, John's asking you how. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, because this yeah. is the how, right? Because, you know, you, you, you put your kid in band, you put your kid in baseball, you find out where their, their um, uh, interests lie, right? You give them, like, I bought my son a Raspberry Pi uh, whenever nice. he was, when he was 16. Mm. And, and just, you know, I didn't teach him how to, I don't know anything about it, right? But I said, look, it, it has all of this, you could do all of these things, right? And, and then he got into that, right? And then from getting into that, I thought, you know what? You, you might want to be an electrical engineer, you know, or a computer scientist or whatever. And so yeah, uh, right here, like three uh, so, of them. So, so I, I guess so answer that question that, uh, and go ahead and play on that riff if you would. So if, if I can jump in for a second here, it's for me personally, it's never just like one thing. Like, yes, I've had a Raspberry Pi and I've played with it. Yeah, I, I don't do anything with it now. But I might later, I might take whatever skills, like when I was messing around with a Raspberry Pi, might apply that to something else later. It's never like like immediate like payoff. Well, I feel like it's that jack of all trades mentality. Yeah. Like if you can if you can and that's the way that I am. I've always been I've always been good at a lot of things, but not great at anything. Like that's just always yeah. since I've been a kid. Like that's like my always. shirt. The same thing. I just want to figure it Decent out. Isn't that a lot of things? Want... It's not on to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, yeah. but that's just been my mentality. But that's not everyone's mentality. I have friends that they're one But, but you have line. a profession, though, right? I do, yeah. What do you mean, my coach? And, and, and so why did but my you... my profession... Go ahead. Oh, I'm just thinking that transition from whenever you were, you know, 18 years old. At some point, you decided... I'm going to pursue this endeavor as a profession. But I didn't. So didn't. I was going to say that is so like but Gen X boomer so, so here, mentality. So, all right, so here, let me let me tell you my story real quick. And, I, and it, maybe it is. Maybe it is. But but like, so I went uh, graduated high school, went straight into college like everyone else, and I was doing uh, some freelance work with a production company uh making uh, like business commercial videos and then the company that i was working with now you know, makes like feature length movies but um but on the side they worked with production like espn and so i got a gig to go to the super bowl and work the super bowl and i made like 600 bucks as a 19 year old at the super bowl and for a week and i came back and was like i don't need i don't need college i want to do this and so i got into I got into uh, uh, you know traveling with ESPN and other sports networks, and I made good money. But I traveled, and I decided I don't want to do it anymore. And then I started working with my dad doing graphic design work, and I worked there for like eight years with him. And then I saw the writing on the wall, and I got out and just tried to get a job somewhere. Um, actually, I, in between there, I started my own website company, 
doing web design and I didn't like that. And then I just got a job at a, a healthcare company as a file clerk because I needed a paycheck. And that turned into being a marketing coordinator, which was then director of business development, which, which then transitioned into the company I work for now as uh, underwriting manager and then VP of underwriting. Like it's like it's just been this stepping stone all the way up. And, and there's been, there's there's never in my career. Have I said I want to get to underwriting health insurance underwriting, yep. but here I am and that's but like as, as a kid in school, heck no, man. But, but that mentality of I'll figure it out. I'll be good at a lot of things and I'll try a lot of things has gotten me to where I am today. So like, I, I don't know that that's, but, but it's different for everyone. Yeah. Let's circle back to Christopher uh, about the trains. Well, I just, uh, I remember there was my cousin and, and a friend of the family. They had these really neat, uh, train layouts and it just fascinated me just watching them doing the the switching and the moving and and moving uh loads around and uh building the models and things like that i just love that so i used to in fact i would ever you know bug my dad to take me downtown every friday night because there was a, a club downtown where they had this enormous big big layout and uh, i became a member of that club 12 years old and um and just saw the, that that we could do something with electronics and saw, saw that uh, that I could so I started to pick up those those skills and started to play with that. And uh, th- my point about that and bringing up my personal experiences, um, this this kid uh, Cole Summers and this kid with the with the uh, building the car, mm-hmm. uh, that's that's really great that they're doing it so early, um, but it doesn't have to be early. You know, we, we can just we can see off into the future and, and, and throw that football down the road and, and assume that by enriching their lives today, that at some point that will help them in the future, even if it's not when they're 14 years old. And not if I can yeah, I mean, read, let, let a kid the, be a kid. Uh, yeah. If I can read the last paragraph of the first chapter of Cole Summer's book. So I, right. I, I uh, listened to the audiobook today just just for this episode. It may not work for every kid. We all have different situations and abilities, but most of the kids I know are capable of so much more than what adults will let them do. How are they to know what they can do if they're never allowed to try? Yeah. Yeah, helicopter parents are ruining our nation. So, like, my son, he's three. Like, he he asked me to do stuff for him. He asked everybody to do stuff for him. I just look at him like, you can do it. Go, Go ahead and try and do it. Like... I don't, if you spill a gallon of milk on the floor, we'll clean it up. Yeah. Like, but you're going to try to do this. And so like, that's what I mean when I'm like, when I said earlier, like you got to challenge them, you got to push them. Like, I don't disagree with that at all. Yeah. What I'll say is from probably being the most recent person out there who was, you can't go pick up a job, you know, at those young ages anymore. Yes. I mean, 14, 15, you really can't go out and do anything to help you build and learn that. And if you can't, if your parents won't let you kind of, if they won't foster that in your own home, like how are you going to, how are you going to learn to work on a vehicle if there's no, you know, scrap, scrap vehicle in your yard? Um, 
there's a whole lot of restrictions placed on young people nowadays to solely focus on traditional education in a brick and mortar school or if you're invalidated quite frankly um i was homeschooled from middle school to um high school to graduation got into college early and and all that but kind of even people in their 30s and one of the things oh homeschool kids you know they're the they're the weird kids i'm like you know well anytime i was ever over you know at my friends houses I never really talked to my friends. I always talked to my parents at birthday parties. I always talked to the kids' parents because, you know, you can you can have young young kids who are capable of doing and learning and holding themselves as adults, but like that last quote said, they're not really given those opportunities like mm-hmm. you know Gen X were in like the '80s when they were 15 and 16 in the '80s, like my parents were. You know, my dad got a paper out at 13. On his bicycle, I, I I couldn't, I couldn't, I wouldn't be allowed to do that. I was Uh, working in a restaurant when I was fifteen, and uh, and never stopped since. But there are are very few places that will even allow a fifteen-year-old, and then if they do, they don't. They, in my opinion, they don't. They won't pay them proper wages. They'll be like, "Oh, you'll get this." I mean, it's like, you know, minimum wage, even sometimes less than minimum wage. Is that the restaurant? Uh, well, that's a, that's a whole nother topic. We'll table that yeah. one. Well, yeah. If, if minimum wage is even warranted, um, so I don't, I don't, I don't think we should even have one. <laughs> I was going to say zero is the floor. Yeah. Exactly. So, so there's a uh, there, there's a gal that lives uh, down the, on the corner, a um, couple hundred yards from our house. Uh, she's 13, and uh, because she's so close, I've employed her to do some chores around here. And she's she's a, a good hard worker and, and very uh, uh, reliable, et cetera. And so, yeah, I pay her 10 bucks an hour just to I mean, I'd have to pay somebody else to do that work. But I think it's fair. Yeah. I mean, for a 13 year old, ten dollars an hour doing a job that builds them confidence early. And that, that may be there's a lot of problem. I specifically had this issue was confidence in yourself to complete something. Um, I kind of I would pay my step granddaughter thirteen dollars an hour to do it because I had her doing yeah. it for a while. No offense, Kira, um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, just didn't have the same level of uh, uh, motivation and responsibility. Yeah. And well, like like you like we said, like it's all individualist, right? Yeah. So like the the neighbor girl that watches my chickens when we're out of town, like I I redid my system just so like she has to do less work well like so that we have to do less work too but like things will you idiot proved it ba- basically yes yeah. uh and but i wouldn't have to do that if she showed like an interest or like aptitude in like mm-hmm. yeah. in you know livestock management or whatever like it, i basically was like you know. don't let the water go dry make sure there's feed in here collect yeah. the eggs the yeah. end. <laughs> but see, like, but see, like, I took the opposite approach and said, I'm just going to make it so that I don't have to rely on anybody because I don't trust. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Right. So I want to speak back to what um, to what Grant was saying a minute ago uh, about building confidence. Yeah. And so, so like, my. Yeah, I'll go, no, I'll just go ahead and I'll just go ahead and finish <laughs> kind of my train of thought is for me personally. 
I destroyed my own confidence through school. I I can I went into high school with a 4.0 GPA, managed, and then I left with 1.7. Even though I managed to get into you know college early, and I I didn't do I, I quite simply didn't do the work even before or after, and that kind of I shot myself in the foot because then I lost a lot of that confidence in myself. I know I can do this. I've done it before without second guessing myself when I with, with like with what the end result would have been. And I kind of built that up back by just going out, picking up projects and doing something. And now I can pretty much go pick up whatever and then feel confident that I can finish whatever task I need to. And without being able, I think kids now, now younger than me probably have that same thing because they're, they don't they're not allowed to experience you know i would say troubles that they have to then solve so they know they can solve it themselves and grant i want to take this opportunity to say man you're the one of the one of if not the most impressive uh, 20 something i know i, agree. I, I appreciate that Thank as you. much as, was... as much shit as we give you uh yeah so yeah. it was funny to me what's funny is you said in this email matt young men that have gotten it right and i've started like i read that last week and i thought well there's grant and i was like i don't know i was gonna write in there grant, you can't <laughs> for me, i was gonna i was gonna because he said come with you know examples and i was gonna jokingly bring a TikTok, but for me i personally don't see because i see everything around me every day and i don't i don't exactly see it in my in my opinion as impressive because i have nothing to compare it to yeah you don't have to um, compare it to you know, and so I have a lot, you know, a very, quite a few people who are in y'all's age group that say, man, you're doing great. I and I wish I was where you are right now. And I'm like, and I almost, this is also kind of part of waiting to get this property I've been struggling with. I need to be happy with where I am right now, which I am. I can walk around and just look at everything and, 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 get joy from seeing everything i have done specifically when it's in bloom and alive with coming to the flowers i've planted yeah. but it's um you know I, i'm in what could be considered the horticulture industry in the field you know as a, a homesteading in my opinion would be a subsect of that you know in a way and but it's like i haven't really accomplished much to be getting such compliments as you've given you're on the right wow. path yeah yeah. Now, so back to what I was saying a minute ago before Grant. Sorry. Oh, uh, no, you're good, man. I'm just messing with you. Um, on building confidence. So I had this happen a couple. Dark. Huh? Grant went dark for some reason. I was so confused. A couple months ago. Um, so my son's about to turn 10. And like there's that that age where it's like you 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 still kind of do a lot of things for your kids because well they're just they're kids and they can't do them yet and it's you know working in the yard or cutting the grass and my son started cutting the grass recently but there was this has been in the last couple of months where he was at his cousin's house and he'd been over there helping them out in the yard doing some stuff and then I go pick him up and come back home we got to get some stuff out of the truck and the tailgate on my truck's pretty heavy. And it was heavy enough that I was like, he, he can't lift it up. Um, 
we pulled the stuff out and I started to close it. And he goes, no, I got this. And he closed it. And I'm like, <laughs> and he struggled. And I started to step in and I'm like, nope, let him do it. Yep. And he did, man. He got it on stuff. But like, you could just like see that confidence boost. Mm. And so, mm-hmm. so back to that stuff, like step back. And it's, and it's difficult because. Next time he does it with one finger, just. <laughs> I know. I'm, and yeah. what I'll say um, to that is when it comes but, to those confidence boosts, it's really anything small. That's why it is. I guess kind of gardening took took so much with me is like, you know, my goal is to be, you know, a commercial, small scale commercial market garden is because you, you get those wins constantly. Every time you pick a tomato or harvest fruit of from any vegetable you planted. That is an you. There is an achievement. There, right, but, right but there also, is a confidence. But also, boost every time that you end up having a pest or disease that kills a crop, it's a it'll, it can deflate you as well. So you got to take it the does, losses with the wind. Yeah, too. there are a lot of losses, and like you know, John had mentioned his their uh, you know partner farm losing livestock. You know, is always difficult because it's like you you are responsible for them, so what should i have done better to prevent that you know if it's something that could have been prevented you know um is it something that you should have been on top of better and that it, that also comes with and you have to learn from that and then do better wise words and you're on a path to in in five ten years just be an absolute rock star so keep keep Thank on you. going that's what that's what people are impressed with you know maybe it's some project that you're doing that's that's hit them right but the big thing is we see you're just you're gung-ho and about going the right direction when my dad was on the podcast he thought grant was like 30. <laughs> <laughs> i looked that old come on <laughs> i don't even think uh, you were it was your profile picture oh <laughs> but but yeah you just gotta like you just gotta keep pushing them outside the boundaries you have to let them try everything even if they're gonna break everything and like every bone in their body like um oh man i mean i I might not push them that far (laughs) who don't don't push him off a cliff now matt (laughs) who was i talking to oh it was uh buffalo guy ron i had an interview recently where his nephew was uh is trying to become like a bull rider at like 14 or something like that and like gotta get it out of his system <laughs> he's not. Mm. I, I don't think he said he was terribly good at it. I don't. I don't remember. But uh, he's like just. He's, he's either gonna get work. good at it or he's gonna give up. That's yeah. right. Hey, do you so, guys uh, follow uh, Jacob Wolke at all? On yeah, I uh, love that guy. So, so his. I mean, you see his kids and what they do. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Otto is like, he's a force of his own. So uh, who's this? Jacob? What? Jake. Wolke. Jake Wolke, Uh He. We did like an hour and a half interview with him. Oh, you did? So, yep. Yep. Number 40 something. Um, yeah. So his he's got two boys and just had a baby girl. Um, yeah. And his kid, like he he's very deliberate in how like he raises his kids. It's not very like he, he it seems like he has like a lot of structure in rules and for how he does things, which I guess is good. It's not just like off the everything's off the cuff, but you know, he I remember him telling a story about when uh I think it, I think it was Otto when he turned three, he gave him a knife. He's like, This is what this means, this is what it can do, here's how we use it. And so like three year three year old had a pocket knife. That's 
that's a yeah that's very early i mean i would think at least you know yeah. five but again yeah. if you introduce them to something as like a knife at three years old at six five and six you can show them how to properly use a firearm I at uh when my when my kid gets slivers in his foot, I give him a I give him a little like Leatherman knife or whatever, and he digs slivers out of his feet because <laughs> he hates it when I do it. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, good. yeah. Hmm. Like I just squeeze his foot, just like stop yeah, kidding me. It's, yeah. <laughs> so I it's think very, kinda... Go ahead, Grant. I was just gonna say it's it's very easy to remove splinters from your own foot than have somebody do it for you because you're like, no, you're you're clipping in the wrong spot. Please stop. Yep. That hurts. Then you kind of know it feel it for yourself. Yeah. So hey, if he wants to do his own, if he wants to get his own splinters out of his feet, good for him. Then he'll figure so, out how to, to do it. To kind of bring it full circle, I think you know. How do you raise a kid to be successful? And I think just you really have to let them live and try and do things because if you, if you do everything for them what a future future mm -hmm. man has said long story for him uh he he i remember one one of the episodes he was on he hadn't pretty much said something to the fact that at a certain point they are their own individual person and you have to kind of instill them enough so much a little bit of everything, but when it comes to more, I would say, I think that time we were specifically talking about politics is you can only instill so much into them and then they kind of, they'll take that, interpret it. And then once they get into the real world, you know, how that, how they'll be able to hold, you know, those ideals is, you know, it's up to them, honestly. And so you can't really force them to do anything. You can, give them opinions and hopefully guide them in the right direction. But one thing I was told uh, by my chiropractor is, I think, is every 10 years, essentially, you can completely you can change your life. Every 10 years, you could, if you, if you don't make it, you know, when you're younger, you always have that chance of making it when you're older, because yeah. pretty much a 10 year cycle, you can, you can change a lot in a 10 year cycle and almost reinvent yourself. So like to to circle back on something John said like John and like Jeremy so like John was talking about you know when you're 18 you decided to blah 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 and Jeremy's like no I actually went through all these different jobs like that was me like I probably if I added them all up I probably had 20 jobs by uh I'm 33 I'm probably going to have another 10 before I die that's, that's I great. change jobs every three years, but they they all build on um, uh, the same concepts. Uh, basically, leveraging. Well, they're all they're they're anyway. Um, Were you in the same industry? No. Uh, so Good. Was I in the same ministry? Is that what you're saying? In industry. <laughs> industry. Uh, well, I was a soldier for a while, right? And so every three years I moved and, and you know, you get promoted and you do different things about every right. year and a half. Uh, and then I work for, I currently work for General Electric and have for 27, 26, seven years, um, but throughout the entire business um, in, in lots of different segments. Um, but anyway, um, I guess let me just relate an experience and this may be well we're mm -hmm. running out of time but I, I got three kids they're all about you guys age I guess the oldest is 30. Um, 
And so like my daughter had an interest in animals, right? And so she thought she wanted to be a veterinarian. And so we got her a gig when she was in high school um, working for a veterinarian and she got her vet tech certification. And then she went to college to be a veterinarian and then she decided that she didn't want to be a veterinarian. Actually, she went to um, the opening uh, presentation and decided that that that's not what she wanted to do. Um, and then through her own choice, went into microbiology and now she's an epidemiologist. Um, and, and so I think for, in my, my other son, I, I already mentioned, you know, I gave him a raspberry pie. He went into the army. He wanted to be a, a soldier and uh, he's an electrical engineer with the army. Uh, he's in the engineer corps. Um, and then my, my nice. oldest one uh, was really aimless and he was very mechanically inclined. He, he is but you said that was the oldest or the no, no, my, he's the middle boy. Uh, my middle, oldest one, though, is um, he, he's uh, he was very mechanically inclined and always like taking part, things apart and fixing them throughout his his youth. Uh, but he was very um, he, he wasn't good academically. Um, and so sounds he like me. <laughs> he, when he graduated high school, um, you know, I told him, like, look, you're 18, you're leaving, you can you know, go and do something or you can join the military. And uh, and I thought that was actually a good pursuit for him to um, join the military and establish some some discipline and direction and also learn some skills. So he went in as a gas turbine um, mechanic, um, got out um, when it did was a millwright for a little while, ended up going to Lincoln Technical College. And now he's a CNC machinist. Um, which, yeah. which I, I think, again, all of these things built on on one another, right? So it wasn't, mm-hmm. um, they're, they're not all the same path. Uh, but I think it's kind of prudent to help guide those steps towards their inclination and put, point them in the right direction so that at least they don't squander 10 years in trying to do it again in, an, in another direction. Um, because you do, you lose a lot of uh, momentum if you do change like that frequently. Yes and no. Um, yeah, I know we're going on over time. I don't know if you guys have places to be. I, I have nowhere to be. Um, this is this is what I'm doing. Bed. So, um, not bed. <laughs> yeah, I don't even have, I don't have like, school tomorrow. I'm going to be a Paul Bear. Well, that's unfortunate. Well, we're going to talk about that in just a second. Uh, probably after. So, the reason I have the job that I do now is because of all the ex- different experiences that I had before. So like everybody ex- with one exception that I work with all has a degree and it's, that's relevant to the industry that I'm in. I don't know, Jack, I didn't know Jack about this industry. And so like they brought me in cause they needed somebody that could do stuff with their hands. So I'm like, telling them, hey, this can work, this doesn't work, the way you're doing this is fine, need a little modification, over, like, we can do this thing over here. So like, again, the skills build on each other that yeah. like, so to, to bring it all the way back, like, how do you prepare your kids for the future? You just give them a broad range of skills so that yeah. they can take on anything that gets handed to them. One thing my teacher told me, my 78-year-old uh, teacher, is um, he, he encouraged his students to go out and get three new jobs 
after you graduate, whatever, high school, college, whatever, and change every year. Get a new job once a year just to kind of go out, broaden yourself and be open to different things and learn different things and kind of figure out where you want to be. I guess that's would be the reason for that. Um, and that's that's kind of ba- pretty much what you had. All of y'all have kind of suggested is go out and, and see what's available. See see where you fit in. You know, I, I've only worked maybe two jobs. And when it was fast food, awful, terrible, I hated it. And then I worked in a um, package company, you know, bags of chips and like Keebler crackers, the plastic wrap that get, that goes in. Um, they print it, wrap it, put the foil on it, and then put the plastic on it in this place. And I would work there. I cut cardboard tubes. They were six-foot cardboard poles, about that big around. And I would cut them into maybe 21 and three-quarters for these rolls. And they would roll these rolls. They'd be 80 pounds a piece. And then someone would take them, stack them on pallets. And I hated that, too. And I that kind of enforced me and like, I can't, so many people spent 30 years at this place. And, and it's like some, creating some packaging for the food. Though. I know. But see, the thing is, these people weren't, they're not content. They're miserable. They're set, they're, they're kinda, misery. <laughs> they're, they're miserable in, like, in, in their soul. Like, they're not happy. Complacent. Yeah. And uh, there you go. We, they made a product to package foods that I despise. Because when they just go through, you know, you see they make uh, the package that the Rice Krispies get wrapped in. I'm like, I'm reading this. I'm like, all this is being made for food I despise and hopefully will be able to produce for my, like, food that is the complete opposite of this for myself one day. And it kind of just reaffirmed me in that. And then I've done some odd jobs here and there that I can't talk about. <laughs> so, so you're trying to do your own you're trying to do your own business because not well for a multitude of reasons but yeah um you you hate working for other people as well that i could we, that, we that talked has, about this a lot yeah that has become really it i can't i don't do most places um when it gets into it management for the most part in a lot of places is stupid mm-hmm. um they don't understand the product. They don't understand the work floor. There's so much disconnect between management and the workers that everybody can see. It's like this isn't this doesn't make any sense. And it usually always comes down to corporate. And this is the way it's been done. This way it's always been done. This is the way we're gonna do it. Um, like my my girlfriend works for Pike Distribution Center, and it's so inefficient. They, there's so much waste. They fertilize their crops every single day. Every time it gets watered, it pretty much get fertil- gets fertilized, which does a, it grows very quick and very fast and gets too big. You, you don't really want it to get too big before it gets shipped out because then you have to cut it back by about 60%. That's very inefficient. It's very wasteful. And so, yeah, but then anyway. So it brings up another point. So like, should we be encouraging kids to start their own business? Like at least be some sort of an entrepreneur in something, even if you completely suck at it. Like if you fail, look at what you learned. Have them 
I think have it's them good create to fail a product as long as you learn and try to sell failure. it. Yeah. You know, whether it be, you know, you trying to establish, you know, if they like to bake, try to talk them into baking bread or cakes or pastries and then try to help them sell that through your family, your colleagues, because that's that's an untapped market, in my opinion, is your colleagues at work. You, you work with these people. You work, you know, a new job every three years. You've met these people. It'd be like, hey, you know, blah, 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 blah. Would you want to and then kind of introduce your kid who's trying who's trying to do something into this or just have them start a lemonade stand? Most, so far most farmers markets um, offer <laughs> up a, a, a kid repreneur program. So yeah. your kids can go there and sell for free. Yeah. My, that, uh, that's good exposure to, you know, them with other people, interacting with adults, trying to sell, trying to market yeah. their product, understanding their costs and there's, you know, all that stuff. How to, how to speak, how to interact with other people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially my, uh, if they're shy. My, my uh, plant man or permaculture plant man, we, we my wife, uh, got with him arranged with him for my middle son to help him out to sort of uh, apprentice and she was she's watching the show tonight she was suggesting to me that i mentioned to you to think about apprenticeship for kids it, it, it's an old way of doing things and it doesn't necessarily have to die it's a good yeah. it's a good way to pick up i've said that before that yeah. like i don't i have a limit to what i know how to do and like what my interests are like yeah. i'm not really that into cars I can change oil and tires. I really don't care to. Yeah. And like, if, if my kid wants to like, you know, ranch on a motor, like go down the street, go find somebody that knows how to do that stuff and just watch them or, or see what they can teach you. Get him a banged up one or get him a, sure. a banged up four wheeler. Or a get generator him. that won't run. I was, was going to say, just <laughs> uh, generator. Yeah, a generator <laughs> come over to my place. Um, go get him, go get him a busted up chainsaw. And then have him fix the chainsaw. And then once he's fixed it, show him how to properly use it. Yep. Exactly. Just like, uh, so like we have like this little, like, it's so stupid. It's a little cocoa melon piano. <laughs> so what? It's it's a brain. It's a, what doesn't matter. It's a little piano. <laughs> it's a little electronic piano. And so like, just to see if my kids were like interested in the piano, I learned a, just a, couple songs like um like like a beethoven song jurassic park theme song and like the titanic theme song just like and dumb like little chords <laughs> actually i tried to learn star wars but the range <laughs> of keys isn't big enough it's like ah this doesn't work and so but like he just he's not terribly into it I, i'm gonna just kind of keep bringing it bringing it around to see if he, he picks up on it like other musical instruments and stuff, but that's what you got to do. Like you got, can't be pushy. You got to like, like I've tried to teach him like this key, then this key, this they're like, take his fingers and do, 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 do that kind of thing and see if he likes it. And but like yeah, we made my son, we made my son do a, um, so like he's, he's plays basketball. So he's, he started playing soccer. I coached him and he was, he liked it. And then he played basketball and then we, he decided he liked basketball better than soccer. So I'm like, that's fine. I do too. So let's play, let's play basketball. But, um, but then like, he's done like basketball camps to get better at it. But then they did something at our church that was a, um, um, like a music camp or arts camp. And it was, they did drawing art music. So like you, 
you took turns like trying all of these different instruments and art artistic skills and again it was like hey you're gonna do this just because i don't have a piano i don't have a violin i don't i've got a guitar but like i don't I, there's a lot of these things that i don't have and for a week you can go and you can try all these things and see yeah. if you like them he's like i, I kind of like the violin and i'm like well maybe you should ask for one for christmas like it's but then like you just gotta try it man yep you, you, you gotta don't try know it. if you like it you don't know if you like it until you try it all right fellas i gotta go all right thanks john yep appreciate the chat oh, john, see you you guys want to keep rolling, or do you want to wrap up? I don't hey, care. I feel like we can wrap up. Yeah, we can wrap up. Then if if Grant says we can wrap up, all right, we got Grant's blessing to wrap up. I mean, right, we can was... we can start another episode right now. I'm ready. <laughs> no, I'm ready for bed. <laughs> Mr. Fatigue. Yeah. Thanks. This cat's wanted my attention all night long. <laughs> all but right. This uh, one has been biting me all night long. We can't see it. There we go. There we go. Biting you. Uh, so that, that was John Amber Oaks Ranch. Uh, I'll do this plug for him. Uh, uh, AmberOaksRanch.com probably. I forget. Um, anyways, let's uh, let's go. Christopher, do your, do your plug. Yeah, so working on a coop door opener with phone notifications. Let you know when the coop's open and closed. Uh, it's currently in beta testing. I'm trying to wrap that up pretty soon. And uh, get on the mailing list and I'll get your updates about when uh, I've got to the next stage and there's a uh, coupon there. There is an ebook at the website and there's a coupon below so you can combine those together. Uh, and uh, this is going to eventually turn into an entire backyard suite, but right now I'm just trying to get the chicken coop nailed down. So nice. Excellent. Yeah. And Jeremy. TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. Do we like donuts? <laughs> if I didn't have that banner up, would you even know what to say? <laughs> because, because I'm sitting here going, I'm, I'm debating on do I just come back at Chris for me, like, or you could just put an IP camera up in your chicken coop and check to see if your chicken coop door is closed, like I can right here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm chickens. Your banner. Oh crap! Chickens, homesteading, prepping, gardening, all that good stuff, and whatever. He's about and to and whatever and whatever so whatever. you're you're so uh enthusiastic about it yep oops i'm still I'm, I'm, I'm just messing around with take the banner your, take your time man Twit, tiktok 25 uh, 250,000 followers don't mention on twitter oh hold on that i just checked you i just checked it's it's down yeah. you're now at 200 and 49,500. Uh, there, it just it just went down uh, 500 followers. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. I don't know what happened. Man, that's so weird. You should probably fix you that. Have, you have 250,000 YouTube followers? No, TikTok. I no, I, I screwed that up. I meant to, I meant to take that I've one got, out. I've got, I've got 13,500. <laughs> that's right. good, dude. I don't know how much you can convert into long form. But All right, good. Grant, go ahead. Stop talking about Jeremy. Listen, listen, <laughs> I have been posting TikToks more. I will continue to post more TikToks as I lead my campaign against Parks at the Ducks. Wait, Ducks at the Park. Sorry. <laughs> oh, dude, yes. So yeah. I will. I'm going to. I've got a uh, meme for that. 
there are two specifically that I'm going to get. One of them I've already picked up and held. It shit on me. Um, <laughs> I held it for like five, ten minutes, and then I was feeding it like a bunch of crackers, and then I, we're here, and I'm like, it just shit all over me. It was awful. Um, so I'm going to go get those two. I'm going to do a video on that. There's some, you know, I'm just going to kind of here and there try to, you know, one of these has to go viral. I mean, I'm a dumbass taking ducks from the park. So that or, that, that, that or you're going to get taken down. <laughs> I mean, uh, maybe. You're going to get taken down. Don't give a duck don't give a duck. Take a duck. Yeah, yeah no, that's, that's going to no be your duck, slogan. No ducks given. Give a duck, take a duck. I, was like, I don't give a duck. Don't, no, no ducks given. There you go. Yeah. Something like that. All right, that's awesome. Yeah, the uh, gotta be your slogan. Yep. Man, just hit that's the cat. That, yes. Just, just do, just do the live stream. Taking ducks from the park. That's awesome. I, uh, I don't know about live stream. I'd rather just do uh, uh, videos of me getting there, walking to them, pausing it, and then uh, yeah, no, yeah. I just got sent that today. Someone takes. <laughs> They're pissed. You need to stop doing weird things. Going out might help. Me, I went to the park today. Therapist, there you go. I hope that got you some got you something from that. Me, opens coat. This duck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good. If it's not raining tomorrow morning, I will probably be at the park. Um, I've got to drop the cat off to get neutered, and then I'm gonna hit hit the park. See what I can see. What I just want to get totally live stream it. See. I would need to have some way to fixture it to me to live stream it properly, unless I just have this in my hand. Um, Duct tape. I was going to say command strip. I have this, so I don't know. I can hold this and go. It's going to be Jeremy. You got you got nice real estate to do that to your. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, I am Matt Rozier, FarmHopLife.com. I do this podcast. I do interviews. I released a. A, what is it? A famous? I'm really screwing this up. I need to edit my banner so I know what to say. <laughs> a famous farmers podcast series, and it got one got released today. It was about Alan Savory. So if you want to learn about Alan Savory, check that out. It's only like six minutes long, eight minutes long, something like that. And I don't know what we're talking about next week or the week after, whenever we do these anymore. Week. So uh, thanks guys for being here, and thank you everybody for listening. See ya. See ya.